Hi, I'm Alex, and you're listening to The Onlineification Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. In this episode, we're going to do a bit of a roleplay where our guests, Anders and Stellan, is going to put themselves in the shoes of B2B decision makers. And we're going to listen to their opinions on some of the most common concepts and buzzwords within online and digital today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. So, Doug, it's time to roll the jingle. Today we're testing Sandcaster, something Doug found here. Why, why do we test it, Doug? Uh, well, I think the advantage is that it's maybe a bit quicker to edit. And then also when we record now, it's recording everyone's voice as a separate track locally and then sending the recording to Zencaster. So I think the audio quality will be a bit better in the end, but we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I ju- just, just sort of, um, is it a... Is it an experiment or are we testing? It's an this experiment. Is a, yeah. oh, experiment. Good, good, good. We're testing an experiment. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Today, I have an idea that uh, you two should uh, answer as a representative our listeners, which are mainly B2B decision makers. So I'm going to ask you uh, several topics and I want to you to share your opinion uh, as if you were the decision maker at a B2B company. How does that sound, Anders? As, as long as it's in line with the contract that I've been signing with you to participate in this pod, I'm not going to say anything about any religious or political things. But, but I hope we can agree on what's in the agreement, so to speak. Yeah, that's good. And Stella? Uh, Are you aware of the agreement? Yes, very much, of course, with all the additional clauses. Uh, but it's interesting to uh, yeah to answer from uh, from uh, that perspective, uh, depending mm-hmm. on uh, it's going to be interesting depending on what you're going to ask. Yeah. So the first question is to you, Stellan. Uh, what's your uh, opinion on webinars? So from a B two B decision maker standpoint in general, uh, someone needs to show me that it works. So, so far, I haven't seen any proof in my organization that this works, um, but I'm happy to have someone test it, experiment with it. And if they yeah. can prove that it brings something to our sales team, then we'll be happy to roll it out. We'll have a challenge to convincing uh, salespeople that they should, um, well, that, that they will get any qualified leads from it. But um, yeah, proof is in uh, the pudding. Yeah, and what would you do regarding a, a webinar, Sanders? I would make sure that it's not a thing about quantity. It's purely a thing about relevance and, and quality. And I would love to put in front everyone who claims internally, if I'm the decision maker, that they are an expert to see if they have anything to tell. Otherwise, we have another, uh, 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 another type of problem than producing content and webinars. Yeah. Second topic, uh, Stellan, uh, paid social. What's, uh, what would you do regarding paid social? I think yeah, in, uh, in general, if I, if I uh, now ask from a bit more of an outside perspective, but I think in, uh, in general, everything that has to do with 
paid has been mishandled uh, for quite a long time. So if I were to sort of jump into an organization and say I'm a decision maker where someone has been uh, spending our money on, on paid for the last two, three years, I, I, I would probably not be convinced with the results. Uh, most money would, would probably have gone to traffic, uh, but not any focus on, on bringing in real contacts, real potential sales lead uh, through that channel. Um, so, uh, so unfortunately, given history, I would be skeptical. But um, if I then set myself on the outside again and say, what can you really do with it? With it, it has huge potential because it's been proven in, in B2C for a very, very long time. How would you tackle that, Anders? I would um, challenge my organization and I would say from now on, we're not going to do anything paid social from the company accounts. We're going to do it from our individual accounts who wants to join. Any specific uh, social media platform you would start with? With with the type of decision makers that I have in mind, I would only focus on one, and that would be LinkedIn, except in China, of course, some other countries. But that would be personal profiles, our own accounts on LinkedIn. Um, and, and I am certain that that will convert much better than whatever you do in the corporate account. Yeah. And then Anders, uh, voice search and smart speakers. Mm-hmm. How would you uh, think about that the coming uh, coming years? I would tell my colleagues and I would show them examples that we are already one year behind. And we need to speed it up, this up and we need to do it in a very natural way as a core part uh, all through whatever we do. If it's R&D in that process, in the sales process, in the marketing process or whatever, um, prioritize it from yesterday. And then, Still, Andy, then, agree. then I talk, just one more thing, yeah. at the same time, understanding that there is a need. Um, okay, we do. We sell a product. We have a QR code on that product. What happens if I open that QR code? Because as a customer, I presume that I reach everything, including people. It can be recorded people. It can be AI-driven voices and whatever. But that is from a year back. So get started. And Stellan, do you agree that it should be prioritized? And could you elaborate a bit about the need, if so? Uh, well, I think in uh, in general, if you are in e-commerce, um, and in particular if you operate through platforms like Amazon, um, it's go it's starting to become important, and it's going to be more important as these platforms are driving more search towards voice. So yes, but but otherwise, it's hard to find. Um, the use cases where someone would have another speaker than Amazon or Google or Apple, uh, essentially, uh, and some other, as Anders would say, in, in China, uh, at home. And therefore, you need to be in the, on these platforms if, uh, if, if you're going to be successful. Look at, look at the use case. Uh, we're not going to do the mathematics now, but look at the use case of an meet, internal meeting opening in a B2B company or wherever. Someone says, okay, this is the agenda. I'm just going to open the slides. Oy, oy, oy. Is this not on SharePoint, perhaps on my hard drive? Boom, bully, boom, bully, boom, bully, boom. If I'm prepared for that meeting and voice functions, 
voice ask me meeting is coming up do you want me to open the presentation yes please i would love for you to open the presentation alexa or whoever it is and then we get going i need um if you open um the powerpoint with the sort of management team blah 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 why do we sit and hit the buttons should have happened already and uh Stellan, how would you think about chatbots as the decision makers as a decision maker i would probably think about it as a way to scale and make our support more efficient um, and i would probably think are is our uh, customer base our audience ready to do that instead of phoning a number that they have and that they frequently call and they know that they can get the help that they need um, and my answer from an outside perspective would be yes it's just a question of habit and if you if you make it more if you make a quicker answer through the bot definitely but if it is a bot that you know just takes you on some freaky ride somewhere and after 10 minutes you still have no answer and you have to call, call anyway uh, it's never going to work so it's about the quality of the service in the end yep anders do you agree you would love for Stella and me to disagree uh, yeah that would I, be I know uh, that. interesting <laughs> um, i would say that it's one of the 10 touch points that everyone expects one to exist and at least one out of 100 that it's manned and very very uh, loaded with expertise whether it's a chatbot or an individual not a transactional i will help you wait a while promptly immediately yeah and then there's uh, ay artificial intelligence would what would be your or what is your opinion on that as a, as a decision makers what how do you give you that you strive to make life processes efficiency happiness business better yeah and stella i think um, it's it's a topic that being discussed in uh, in all organizations and it's a topic where people have a hard time finding the right competence uh, or i would say the, the the right use cases for it um, so it's it's sort of easier to apply perhaps in in marketing and you know do it as part of your advertising efforts and stuff like that but i think where it makes like real sense is more in terms of design development uh, product development and so on where you can the normal platforms that you use anyway start to apply ai so like so, so you don't have to so to speak uh, that's where we're going to see the, the, how, the, the real how would shift. you how would you work to find us use cases what would you initiate uh, I, as i said i think it's 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 going to be difficult for more, most organizations to do their own sort of ai development based on their own uh, use cases uh, i think where the big lift is going to come from is when like players like autodesk or salesforce or hubspot and so on start to uh apply ai to their platforms and therefore make it sort of a part of your normal design development sales marketing processes and, and support and so on and that's when we're going to see ai being really adopted broadly i think yeah 
and uh, adders uh, personalization if if i'm a decision maker and i've been working for quite a while i've, I've heard the shit since the mid 90s um so please organization let's define the why let's decide the how and what and roll it out within a month uh, in the first version wherever we look in the company the tools now exist that didn't exist 95 but let's stop talking about it and let's start making it happen and do you agree Stella? Uh, yeah to bridge what Anders is saying is like we just talked about ai so like okay 15 years ago everybody talked about you know increasing your personalization blah blah now it's like ai and in 15 years the ai is going to be where personalization is now <laughs> so it's, it's like <laughs> but, okay. but in this case in, in two years or five years yeah <laughs> So, uh, so definitely all cycles get, uh, get, uh, shorter and shorter, but yes, could be interesting uh, if, if we could measure, oh, sorry, if we could measure, uh, how much time all, uh, B2B companies have been spending on learning new buzzwords and integrating it in everyday talk to the sort of corporate dictionary without anything changed, yeah. just sort of adapting to the words, um, from a PR perspective. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps we could have some of our uh, lis listeners sending an email to Anders, Alex, or me and saying, okay, this is the top 10 list of words we talked a lot about, but we never replied in anything. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Please do so. In their defense, we can say most likely they have bought a tool that at that moment of time referred a lot to the buzzword. And then what, what do you think about uh, video marketing, Stellan? Is that something you... Yeah, as a decision maker, I, I would not spend a lot of time really contemplating about the tactics. I think it's, it's sort of the format of how we communicate is something that sort of experts in the organization should handle. Mm. That's probably how I would think about it. If I get sort of... Uh, more of a personal or outside view on it. Uh, I think that it's very clear that video is getting more and more important and, and that you can convey a lot more uh, with video than you can in text. And also that, yeah, just, just having the choice between text, audio and video makes your audience uh, give them more options to consume your content, which I think is super important. What's your opinion on that, uh, Anders? I think it's a um, very easy thing, exactly like Stellan said. Leave it to the stakeholders internally and externally, the target groups and everyone else to decide. You must provide things, uh, audio, video, text, and blah, blah. Uh, they decide. Both your, your sort of um, colleagues and, and your customers and your prospects and your shareholders, everyone decides. Today, we already know from all the facts and figures that uh, people prefer different things depending on where they are and what they do, but you need to provide everything. And of course, it's a very good possibility when you not only can read the notes from a meeting, if you have a couple of minutes to sort of go quickly through the video from the meeting to see the expressions and everything else. So provide it, make it a core yeah. part of how you work. So we're talking a lot of trends and a bit a bit about 
buzzword in digitalizations and online in this episode. Uh, my final questions you can answer as uh, Anders and Stellan, and I'll start with you, Stellan. Uh, has do you think that the digitalization has really picked up speed uh, due to the pandemic? Is that a yes yeah. or no question? <laughs> yes, uh, but you can elaborate a bit on it. Yes, I think it's obvious. Uh, I think everything in uh, working from home to to shopping through online, uh, all figures in all corners of the world are pointing to the fact that we we moved a couple of years. Uh, in the last year, in where we would have other been uh, otherwise been in the in the pro, pro projection of these curves. And Anders, I love to say no on this one. I cannot answer anything else than yes. But we will see what happens when sort of these extraordinary times are over. How many years most people move back? Because it's it's a bit tricky that people think that they are now sort of digitalizing their way of working just because they sit in front of someone in a video. So mm. so um, just to make you happy, Alexander, I will answer no on this one. So that you now know that Stellan and I are not, not always agree. So it's a no <laughs> from me. <laughs> I think, I I think, I think a, a very good with... way of looking at this uh, is, is uh, I don't know who said it, but or, or if I read it somewhere. But, maybe it was but Jeff. Trend, maybe trends that were already progressing before the pandemic and got accelerated by it mm. will probably not go back. But but behaviors and stuff that were forced due to the pandemic will go back to the way it was. So yes, we will go out and go to concerts and so on. But will we go back to buying our clothes and so on in stores probably not to the degree that we will go out and, and enjoy music and eat out that's good thank you very much what did you think about the new format in this episode we'll see when the magic is done yeah you ask about the experiment with sandcaster or sort of the idea of the program the episode yeah, I was asking you about the episode, but uh, yeah, um... it was fantastic, Alexander. It was mar marvelous idea and, and a fantastic approach by the host. I, I, I'm amazed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm uh, sitting on a bowl. Maybe the audience who who watched this episode have seen. Thank you very much for for the ball, Anders. Don't thank me. Thank Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried your Stellan? No, I went to pick it up yesterday, but uh, since it was said to Schenker, unfortunately, sorry for bashing a company on the pod, but uh, <laughs> uh, you needed to have a physical ID card with you uh, uh -huh. since you cannot use Bank ID uh, with mm -hmm. Schenker. So please, Schenker, add Bank ID. So I need to go and again I, with my I, physical ID I can card. add to that. At, when you do business with Jeff, you don't need bank either. either. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, or you can subscribe to it on Zuma.se. Thank you very much and bye-bye.